This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Priya Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. It's astounding to hear that about 33% of all food produced is lost or wasted. To break this down, it represents 1.3 billion tons each year with an annual cost of 1.2 trillion US dollars. And this is where Light Blue Consulting comes in. They aim to reconcile sustainability with business excellence by guiding, training, and accompanying organizations in integrating circular business models to move towards zero food waste to landfill and low carbon operations. I'm here with the founder, Benjamin Lefilibert, to understand his unique take on sustainable entrepreneurship and how they're working towards solving this food waste issue. Good morning, uh, Benjamin. I'm sure there's a French way of pronouncing your name as well, but we'll stick to Ben. (laughs) We'll stick to Ben. That's fine. Good morning, Freda. Thank you for the invitation. Good morning. Okay, I want to know a little bit background of your company, right? Why it was started. And I guess that comes with where you come from as well. So do tell us. Well, I initially I initially uh, got into hotel sustainability in 2008 when I uh, I came to Thailand. I was looking for a job and I didn't know what uh, what I wanted to do. Uh, so I, I printed my CVs and and did my my suits and went door to door to the the companies that was potentially interested. In. But it's very hard to to find a job when you don't know what you want to do, right? So I knocked at the door of Accor uh, Hotel Group. And I requested to see the, the uh, human resource director who kindly came to see me at the uh, at the lobby at the receptions because I didn't have any meeting and he gave me an interview. And then during that interview, I had to kind of kill my father uh, in a sense that my, my father is selling uh, um, agrochemicals uh, in Western Africa. And during the interview, I mentioned that, well, I didn't want to do that Um and actually, um, that uh, gave uh, the opportunity for the HR to look at a position that just opened like two days before uh, I came in. Um, that was about helping hotels to go through an environmental certification system for all the Novotels in Asia. So 45 hotels in the region. And and yeah, so that's how I started uh, in this position without any specific knowledge in, in hotels or environment uh, or certification. And then from then onwards, as a consultant for the uh, for the UN on greening the hotel industry in the Philippines and, and Thailand and in Vietnam. And uh, during that time, I realized basically I was looking at everything from energy to water, to waste, to chemicals, to staff awareness, guest engagement. And then I realized that, wow, there is nothing about food waste. And we are in 2012 and I'm, I'm, I'm being shocked and puzzled and, and I, uh, uh, it really disturbed me. And that's how I got started. Why the name Light Blue actually? Well, I think, well, already at the time, I was a bit annoyed with all this greenwashing going on. So I thought that blue was much more relevant, uh, blue, like the, um, the ocean, um, and, uh, and light as in a lighter impact and light as in the end of the tunnel, kind of, we hope there is some perspectives, uh, going out of this, of this mess. Um, so I think that's, that's basically how it came up. Okay. I know I mentioned some figures earlier on about, you know, the scale of food waste as a problem, but probably I want to hear from you as well. How large is this an issue beyond landfills? Like what are the other issues around this? Yes, the, the, the issue is staggering. Um, we're talking, as you mentioned, one third, even some, some studies point out to 40% of everything that we produce that is lost or wasted. And this happens at various levels of the food supply chain, you know, from the production or extraction 
production to the transformation distribution to the retail or then to food service or the customer. So it really varies on the on the, the geographic uh, regions and the industries. And uh, but typically, the richer the nations uh, or the countries, the more uh, it weighs at the consumer level. And the opposite for the more developing countries. Right. Okay. Food waste actually also release methane gas too. Yes. Yes, big time. So yeah, that's also what triggered my interest because I couldn't find uh, satisfying, you know, benchmarks research about my the the first key question I wanted to answer when I got into this this topic was how much would a hotel that size? I was looking at a big uh, international hotel chain, uh, hotel in in Bangkok, and I, I wanted to answer that question: How many kilos is it wasting? Because then I started to realize why I saw that food waste was not dealt with per se. So it was it was all under the waste component, I started to realize that, wow, there is so much happening. So we're talking about not only food as a resource for human to eat, but we're talking about all the staggering impacts from, um, you know, from the land use to the water, to the chemicals, to the time, to the money, to the packaging, to the, all the energy for the transport, the storage transformation. This is just ridiculous. And if you think at each of those steps, so if you take an apple, for instance, from the moment you saw the seed all the way to the consumer, all those resources at each step, if you waste that apple, are all wasted, accumulated. And that on top of that, if that apple ends up in the landfills mixed with other type of waste where it cannot be properly, well, it cannot uh, properly decompose, then it generates methane, which is between 25 to 30 times more potent than than, uh, uh, carbon dioxide. So very, very impactful. I remember listening to a talk by one of your colleagues in that a lot of the food waste actually happens in the distribution side before it even gets to, you know, what we serve the customer. What happens there uh, in terms of the food waste in that process before it gets into the, the consumer? Yes. So from our studies, yes, that's that's interesting. So we use our uh, technology called FIT, Food Intel Tech, that is used to track and monitor food waste at multiple locations within, within let's say, large hotels. What is interesting is that we make, we make also a distinction between what is lost at the so storage level, that is what we call the spoilage waste, or at the preparation level, Everything that is, you know, overprepared, all the all the offcuts, or the uh, everything that is lost during the the production. Then we are tracking uh, plate waste and buffet waste. So we have basically two 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 big chunks: the storage and preparation. What is happening there is well, there's plenty of things. Uh, this is the pre-consumer level. So indeed, that that pre-consumer level, if you if you look at the figures, is approximately fifty percent in of the volume of organic waste generated by commercial kitchens. So what is happening there? Well, that can be anything from issues with storage. So that could be overpurchasing. That could be the, the rotation of the, uh, of the food is not done properly, meaning that the procedures, you know, the first in, first out, or the stock control are not, are not performed properly. That could be equipment that are actually not uh, well calibrated. So we have had that example in some hotels where they think they store the, uh, the food at, let's say, three or four degrees when it actually... It's seven or eight degrees, so it spoils much faster. Or that could be everything in preparation. So over preparation is typical. So you know this buffer, uh, this ongoing uh, anxiety by kitchen professional to be missing out of, on anything, and that's that's uh, cer- certainly pushing them to usually over order, over prepare just in case. 
plus then all the other, you know, that could be uh, the, the variety of recipes and, and ingredients also have, have an influence. The more ingredients you have, the more chances uh, basically that you are, uh, well, throwing them away. Etc. Etc. All the forecasting challenge, um, you know, it's it's difficult. If if suddenly it's raining, it wasn't expected, or there are some demonstration, or there is some big groups that cancel last minute, or on the contrary, there is big groups that come in uh, when you didn't expect them. Um, there's a lot of, of uh, variables also that that influence food waste that are sometimes uh, out of uh, out of the kitchen's uh, professionals' hands. I would say. Right. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the pledge on food waste, which is a third-party certification that you have co-developed uh, together with this issue and how you're working with hotels. In just a moment, I'm here with Ben Lefilibe from Light Blue Consulting. Stay tuned to Open Free Business, BFM 89.9. <music> Brewing frothy mocha. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. If you just join us, I'm here with Ben de Philibert. I love pronouncing that last name. Uh, from Light Blue Consulting. And we're talking about food waste and uh, Light Blue Consulting is based on Thailand. I know one of the things that you've started is this pledge on food waste, which is a third-party certification that you've co-developed. What are its functions and how has it evolved the standards used to meaningfully measure food waste? Yes. So interestingly, well, the, uh, the pledge was actually was a spin-off of our activities uh, at the time because we proposed to the Thai government uh, a, a very comprehensive food waste prevention system that we designed for hotels and convention centers. And we were proposing to the government to make sure that the money was well spent so that uh, adopters would uh, have certain criteria they need to show compliance with to get that money from the government. The government said, well, I was a bit too, <laughs> too advanced. So they told us, hey, look, uh, no, give us something easier. And, and we were like, well, we think that this is, this is still a great idea. So we work with, with other professionals to fine tune it. And now the pledge on food waste is basically, as you mentioned, third party certification uh, uh, system designed for hotels, uh, restaurants, and canteens to basically have all the preventive measures in place to cut on food waste, save on costs but also stand out from the competition. Um, so 95 criteria uh, articulated around seven key pillars. And those key pillars, basically, uh, um, most of them are focusing on, on minimizing food waste, so preventing food waste, really for the benefit of the adopter. And that's super important because there are, there are not that many certification systems that are geared towards you know, saving. And, and as we're dealing with businesses, this is the key driver, money. So we're looking at everything from the policy, the KPIs, the reporting, then to the staff training, to having a food waste monitoring system in place. It doesn't have to be our system. It's very important. It is generic. So that means that it's it's compatible with other type of monitoring system. And then there are two, two pillars that are really about reviewing the procedures from the moment you purchase to the moment the food arrives at the back of house, the moment it is stored, forecasted, prepared. 
where basically you are improving those, those, those practices and those procedures to minimize the risk of wasting food. And then there is two last components, one which is about how can the restaurant or the canteen engage diners and nudging them towards reducing plate waste using offline or online touch points. And the last component is once all those preventive measures have been put in place, what can the restaurant do to, by following the food waste pyramid, the hierarchy, either redistribute for human consumption or redistribute for animal feed or transform it into something that is more valuable than going to the landfill, which is uh, composting or uh, waste to energy. Right. What were some of the things we saw happening when it comes to food waste? I mean, what issues rose to the surface? Well, there were several of them. So if you look at the big picture, there was some serious issue, which was, um, well, the pandemic highlighted the fact that the food system is highly globalized and also highly fractioned. So that means there was suddenly a disruption, as we're saying, like from the uh, production to the manufacturing to then either retail or food service. And then suddenly this branch was kind of down. There was no, you know, the hotels were down. Most of the restaurants were shut. So that means that, um, but the system is not resilient. So it's not like you can stop suddenly, um, you know, producing or storing because this, this is supposed to flow. So what we saw is the massive amount of food was actually discarded. Uh, hundreds of thousands of liters of, of milk were, were going down the drain and, and food was rotting into warehouses. It was just, it was just a mess. So that's, that was the big picture. In the hospitality uh, per se, well, they were, they were just on their knees. They had to uh, to shut down operations sometimes entirely for months and months. So many, many didn't make it. The largest one did, um, obviously, uh, thanks to, uh, to fundings and stronger financials. The other thing is there has been also a shift in terms of consumption dining home. Uh, of course, we saw the... Uh, the boom in terms of, uh, of uh, food delivery, ghost kitchens. So I think there has been also some sort of displacement of the issue of food waste towards homes <laughs> more than what was happening in the, in the restaurants uh, prior to COVID. Right. Tell us a little bit about the circular business model that you're employing as part of your strategy uh, to help organizations uh, adjust their business. Yes. All of our solutions, so as you mentioned, there is, well, the pledge on food waste certification, there is the fit food waste monitoring technology, and then there is everything from consulting to capacity building as we're training professionals or people that are in a career change to learn about food waste. All those are actually with fit on the preventive side. So it's really about, you know, the three R about the waste. So which is reduce, reuse, recycle, but you have to start with reduce. We are really on the preventive side. So we have been designing and implement solutions to help our, our partners to minimize food waste. Then we are helping them to connect with other players uh, that can help them to deal with the remaining of the waste. So two examples. The first one is, so now we are working with some hotels, uh, some of them, some Marriott's, for instance, where we helping them to, to minimize on, on food waste, but then they need solutions to transform what remains organic waste into something valuable instead of just sending it to the landfill. So they can also work with apps. You know, they are and more apps now that uh, helps to uh, to sell the uh, the surplus food uh, discounted rate uh, like for instance yindi in uh, in thailand and uh, that are some some friend of ours 
Um, otherwise, uh, can they send uh, the organic waste to uh, pig farms? So it's very common like in, in Thailand to do so. If not, uh, we are also working with another organization called GEP in, in Thailand that is collecting all sorts of waste, including organic, to transform or recycle or upcycle. And this sort of, of combination of players, I think, is essential. And that's that's where I love the pledge on food waste is because adopters of the pledge would first look at their own benefit in minimizing food waste, but then they will look at who are the players active along the food supply chain uh, and along the food waste pyramid to either collect for redistribution or for transformation for animal feed or transformation for something uh, valuable. All right. I have to ask you this, you know, you've been in this space for a little over 10 years, I guess, right? What have you seen uh, improve in the last 10 years? Well, certainly uh, awareness. It varies greatly depending on the on the countries, right? Uh, so, for instance, um, what was shocking to me, and that's why I got into that field uh, about 10 years ago, was that it was the, just didn't have any attention. There was nowhere in the media, there was no benchmarking, there was no studies, there was no articles, there was just... It was an empty, empty field. Now it is becoming more professionalized. There are more organizations that are, you know, uh, filling those gaps. Government agencies, development agencies are more and more active. They realize that there is a serious issue. So, yeah, you were talking about the figures. Um, so it estimated food waste represent roughly 8 to 10% of global greenhouse gas emission, uh, which is massive. And, uh, and it's linked to other issues such as food sovereignty and, and, and hunger and climate change and, you know, uh, uh, sustainable cities, et cetera, et cetera. So it's such a dramatic issue that has multiple implications that it is finally getting more and more attention. So typically, um, this is, uh, well, what I've seen improving is an increased uh, awareness and increased amount of funding also uh, for private companies like ours from investors that see the, the potential, the benefit. BCG is talking about the $700 billion opportunity per year. And I would say also general awareness uh, from the public, I would say varies greatly depending on the, on the countries. Okay. And of course, I know that you've got uh, several uh, renowned uh, hotels and hotel chains working with you. That's the, the good news. What else needs to be improved? I mean, transparency and, and accountability. I mean, we're just still, I mean, so far from really making a difference. Uh, uh, to give you an example, there are so many, so many hotel groups and, you know, food service industries and the like that are making bold statements about their ambition. I mean, it's not statement, it's just like stating ambitions that are completely off the mark. So stating, for instance, are we going to reduce food waste by 50% within 2025? But the issue is multiple. The first one is then they don't know their baseline. So 50% from what? <laughs> That's the, the number one. The second is that they provide guidelines, but there is no constraint put on, let's say, uh, if you're a hotel group on all your properties because of the business model behind, but also because of a lack of drive from the top management and, and the decision makers. So that means that there is no reporting that is compulsory. Uh, there is no real uh, funding that must be allocated to that issue. So it's up to each and every one of them. There is no clear methodology. And there is no, for instance, a clear definition of, okay, what is the, uh, typically awareness by professional is so low on that topic that you need to start from scratch. And for us, the most important aspect is to start with building understanding from your team. Why do we cut on food waste? Why do we want to try work on that issue? And they, they cannot, if they can't answer that question, 
it's an uphill battle. You can have the best technology in place. It won't, it won't right. make it then. Right. It still starts with the decision makers. And of course, your work uh, extends into, into Malaysia, right? It's uh, yes, starting in Malaysia, and actually, well, we are we have active users in now uh, seventeen countries, so mainly in Asia, and now in the Indian Ocean is uh, the presence is uh, is increasing, and and the U.S. and the U the Europe is starting uh, also as as we speak. Right. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Ben? That I haven't asked you. If you look at large hotels, I think there is two figures that are very important. We work on on calculating the cost of food waste, which was uh, greatly misunderstood. And that's why also it is so low on the agenda. So two figures, the uh, the cost of food waste can range for uh, a four to five star hotel with multiple restaurants from 400,000 uh, up to beyond a million dollar a year. That's the cost of food waste equivalent. And this cost uh, usually represents uh, between 6 to 15% of the food revenue. So that's a massive chunk of money that is going down the drain and that hotel owners are typically un- unaware of. And that's this sort of new KPIs are necessary to get the industry to adapt and to change. I think it's, it's, uh, it's pretty essential. Right. Thanks for speaking with us. I've been speaking to Benjamin Lefilibert from Light Blue Consulting. You've been listening to Open for Business. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.